all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life give a message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we're open and we're ready. Speak now with clarity. Speak now with strength. Speak now with power. God, I take authority over this atmosphere in the building and the airwaves now. And we declare that your spirit reigns. And the Bible says that wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So God, I pray that that's what would be in this building. And that's what would be online right now in the name of Jesus. And the Bible said men shall clap their hands and they'll hiss the enemy out of his place. So wherever the enemy's trying to block the flow, we tell them you got to go. Whether it's in this building, at your house, on your job. Come on, open your mouth. Say, Lord, I'm open and I'm ready. Say it again. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. In Jesus' name. Amen. So let's go to work. So our series is called Making Money Moves because faith and finances are not enemies. In fact, over 2,300 verses in the Bible about money. I'm going to say 2,300. And in fact, Isaiah 48 and 17 says this, thus says the Lord, which means this isn't something that God uh, said to somebody else and they're saying it to us. This is what God said directly. This isn't second hand, third hand, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. This is not a game of telephone. This is God speaking directly to us. He says, I am the Lord, your redeemer, which means I bought you with a price. I don't know about you, but every time I think about the fact that he paid a price he didn't have to pay, to pay a debt that he did not owe, that makes me shout. I just need to make sure that some of y'all aren't stuck up thinking that God owed you dying for you, but you realize it was an act of his grace and it was an act of his mercy. Grace is when he gives you something good you don't deserve. Mercy is when he blocks something negative that you do deserve. If you know that the only reason you're still standing is because of his grace and mercy, can I just hear your praise right there? He didn't have to do it, y'all. 
He could have let you die in your sin. He could have let you die in the bar. He could have let you die on drugs. He could have let you die sleeping around. But God, I, I need somebody to just give him a Shabbat right there. That's a shout that he's been good to us. Fist bump somebody say, he's been good to me. He's been good to me. He says, I am your redeemer. I bought you, which means I own you. Take this out. This is why, watch me. You never live your life as if it's your life to live. Because the moment, watch me, the moment he paid the price for us, he says, I have died for you, which means you are no longer your own. Watch me. It's no longer what you want. It's what he wants. It's no longer your will. It's his will. Watch me. It's no longer what I'm going to do this. I like this. I feel passionate about this. Instead, it's God, what did you send me to the earth to do? Because that's what I want to spend my life doing. And I'm so excited because you're sitting next to somebody that's about to live in purpose and assignment. See, purpose is the reason that you were sent. And the Bible says that he has made us ambassadors, reconciling the world back to Christ, which means no matter what you do, whatever you do, it's ultimately designed to bring people to God. Stop. Let me parenthetically insert this. If you are on a current assignment and you, watch me, are not fulfilling why you were sent there, stop asking to get out of it when you haven't even done what you're supposed to do there. Some of your coworkers don't even know you're saved, yet you want a new job. Y'all aren't going to talk right there. So watch me. Some of you have not even maximized where you're at now, and you're asking God for something new, not realizing you were sent there to reconcile everybody you come in contact with back to God. And let me tell you something. I wish you would let somebody intimidate you. Well, I don't want to hear about your Christianity. Well, guess what? If you come around me, you're going to hear about my God. Because the best news I got to tell you is that it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. I I need some of y'all to stop being punks in the spirit. Let's go. I need you to stop being scared to talk about Jesus because you don't want to offend anybody. They're not scared to be Muslims. They're not scared to be Jews. They're not scared to talk about their business. They're not scared to show you pictures of their cats and dogs. So I'll dare us be scared to talk about the God of ourselves. Some of y'all are sitting next to some punks. I need you to check your road and make sure that you sit next to somebody radical. I need you to just look at him and say, I love God. Say, say, and here's proof of it. Watch me praise him. I love him, 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 I love him. I love him, 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 and I don't care if you ain't got nothing to say about it. Watch me. Some of y'all, this is a good time to switch sections because if you got a punk around you, I'm going to need you to move. What I mean, punk, somebody watch me that's more concerned with people's opinions than giving God what he's due and what he's owed. Let's go. Say, he is my redeemer. He says, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God. Lord, uh, think of landlord. That means God says, I control what happens. But watch me. When, 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 there are certain things that happen in your life. You're like, God, why did this happen to me? And God says, listen, I'm the landlord. Which means, which means there are certain steps you take, moves you make that don't make sense to you now. But they'll make sense to you later. Jesus kneels down to wash the feet of those that were around him. And he said, what I'm doing now, you do not understand. He said, but you'll understand it later. In other words, he says, this makes no sense to you why I'm doing this right now. Some of you are like, why did I grow up where I grew up? 
Why did I go through what I went through? Why did my mama do me like she did me? Why did my daddy do me like he did me? Why did my brother do me like he did me? Why did your sister do you like she did you? There's certain things you look back over your life like, God, why me? And here's what's about to happen for you. You're about to go from why me to thank you. Because you're going to be like Joseph. Joseph looked back over the same brothers that had sold him into slavery and lied and said he was dead. And Joseph looked at them and said, what you meant for evil... God, turn that for my good. Because had I not been thrown into the pit, I never would have been sold into slavery. Had I not been sold into slavery, I never would have went to prison. Had I never went to prison, I never would have interpreted the dream. Had I never interpreted the dream, I never would have met favor. Had I never met favor, I wouldn't have been the a prime minister. Had I not been the prime minister, when you came to me to get some food, you wouldn't have got anything. I I need you to open your mouth and say, it's coming together. It's coming. It's co Everything you've been through is coming together. Every tear you've shed is coming together. Every heartache, every pain, it's coming together when he's your Lord. Notice he didn't say Savior because for many Christians, we stop at salvation. It becomes the end. I'm saved. But that's the beginning, not the end. See, he's got to be your Lord, which means even if you don't like what it is, you submit to what it is. And you learn to like it later. See, too many of you want him to explain what he said and not just obey what he said. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, say your first name. Say, just obey. Come on. Because delayed obedience is complete disobedience. Watch me. He says, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God. God is a 6th century Germanic term, which comes from the word gudan, which means source. So God says, I am, watch me, your Lord and your source. Everybody look at me. Your job is not your source. You ready for this? Your spouse is not your source. Some of you all put people on pedestals that God eventually has to knock them off. Many divorces are caused because of idolatry. You made a God out of them, so he had to shut the relationship down. I'm going to preach hard tonight. You made a God out of them, so he had to shut the relationship down. Why? Because God says, I will have no other gods before me. I will have no idols before me. So what happens is, is that you end up making an idol out of someone because you do what they want instead of what God wants. Let me give you Bible to back it up. With Adam and Eve, the Lord says to Adam, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and did not do what I said, but did what she said because you thought having a happy home was more important than doing what I said. I'm about to throw this mic across this middle section. You thought that your kids not running their mouth. Well, at least the kids ain't running their mouth. God says you made an idol out of your wife. You made an idol out of your kids. And for some of y'all, that's why your kids seem like they're turning on you. Because God says, I need to get them off of the throne. Because they've been your source and they've been your Lord. You do anything not to hear their mouth, but you don't care what I got to say about it. Hey! But I'm so excited that God's getting back on the throne in your life. I Everything that's been on his seat, God says, I'm taking my seat back. I, your job is not your source. Your spouse is not your source. Your mama's not your source. Your daddy's not your source. Your income's not your source. I need you to holler and say, God is. God is. Say, he's my source. I, I feel like preaching tonight. Let's go. He says, I am the Lord your God. He says, I'm your source. And anytime 
you're tapping into another source, I will take it off the throne. For some of y'all, there are friendships that shut down. It is not that y'all were even bad friends. It's that they became your source. For some of you, there are people who walked, I feel like helping somebody today. There are certain people who walked out of your life, and a low key, you're mad at them, and you felt betrayed. But God says, you made him your source. You made her your source. So I forced them out. I forced them out because you made them your source instead of making me. See, you didn't pray, you called them. You didn't worship, you called them. But I'm excited Wednesday, watch me, that at the beginning of a new spiritual year, that guess what? He's back on the throne. And not that he ever got off of it, but sometimes we put other things up there with him. I just need you to say, he is my source. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. Which means, which means God says, I want to teach you a lesson. Which means there's something you have to learn concerning profit. What does the word profit mean? It's this Hebrew word, y'all. Who's going to profit? It means to profit or to benefit. Everything you go through, God says, I want you to have profit and I want you to have benefit from it. Everything you go through. Say everything. everything. Listen, nothing was ever lost. It was only sown. See, when you're a believer, you didn't lose anything. It was seed. Some of y'all need to stop being mad. I can't believe I wasted that time. Mm -mm, mm -mm, boo, let me, get your, let me get your vocabulary together. You didn't waste anything. You were sowing into somebody, watch me, that you're about to meet, and you're not going to have to go through that same trouble with them. I came to tell somebody, you thought you wasted your time pouring into people? You didn't waste your time. God says, listen, I had you sow it into them, but you're going to reap it from somebody to profit or benefit, then to set forward. God says, I will put you at the front. He says things in the Bible like this. I'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Like God is like, I want to set you forward. But guess what? Sometimes to set us forward, watch me, it requires us to forfeit what we thought we knew. Consider that over the last 16 to 18 months, everything that we thought we knew changed. And it changed like that. None of us have lived through a shutdown where they tell you ain't nobody going nowhere. We've never lived through, we only saw YouTube videos of countries in Asia where they had masks on. At no time did we think we'd be walking around with masks. You're missing it, you're missing it, you're missing it. See, watch me. For some of you watching me on church right now, you never thought you'd find your pastor on YouTube. You never thought you'd find your pastor on Facebook. You never thought you'd find your pastor on social media. But watch me, God says, I'm gonna set you forward, which means there's some things you need to forfeit from the past. Mm. I need you to forget what was and embrace what is. Then it means to do good and to be and to have. Let's, let's just spend a second here on do good. Say do good. Many Christians do not fundamentally believe that God wants them to do good. Um, we don't fundamentally believe that God is for us. We say it, and if God be for us, you. See, he can be for you, and you can be against you. You're so fixated on your external enemies that you never considered that sometimes the greatest opposition comes from your inner me. 
But I'm so excited that your enemy's being shut down and aligned with God. And if God be for us, who would there be against us? Watch me, including you. Open your mouth, say, I'm getting out of my own way. God, like, fundamentally is for us. He wants us to do well. Now, he may not be for what we're doing. Do not ever twist to think that just because, uh, you know, you didn't get struck down that he approved what you did. The scripture says it like this. Some men's sin lead immediately into judgment. Others take time. In other words, God was like, I'm going to give you some time to get this together. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the time. See, maybe everybody in your section has been squeaky clean their whole life, but I wish there were some honest people in this building and about five of y'all honest online that could tell the truth. You knew the Lord and there was still some stuff, but he gave you time. He gave you time. He gave you time. And because you didn't waste that time, I came to tell somebody tonight, baby, it's your time and your turn. Let's go. Because you didn't waste it, God's about to give you what you prayed for. He's about to. Mm. Come on, come on, come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Say, he wants me to do good. Right? And then to be and to have. To be means there's something you're becoming. God says, part of this profiting is you becoming something. Like, you should be better today than you were yesterday. You should be more patient today than you were yesterday. You should be more spiritual today than you were yesterday. There's stuff that maybe would have ticked you off seven days ago, that now you're like, mm-mm. Do I have any witnesses in the building? There's stuff that maybe had it happened in 2020, you would have been devastated. Watch me. Something similar happened in 2021, and you were like, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. Then watch me, Look, to be and to have. God says, there's someone you're becoming, and there are things I want you to have. Everybody pay attention. Not just to have, to act like cribs or lifestyle that are rich and famous or Instagram. Because some of y'all really believe that's people's stuff. They be in the store. Okay. That went over your neighbor's head. Well, watch me. God says, there are things that I want you to have. Watch me. Not for you just to use it for you, but for you to be blessed, to bless. Say, I am blessed, to bless. Say it again. I am blessed, to bless. All right, so look at this. Um, we talked uh, over the last couple of messages that making godly money moves starts in your what? Your soul. You can never succeed beyond your soul. See, most people think that success is money, but they still have a poor soul. See, you can have money and still be in poverty. Because poverty is a mindset that says that where you are is the greatest it can get. There are a lot, watch me, of, of impoverished millionaires because they think that's as good as it's going to get. Let's go. All right, 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Prosper is this Greek word, you do. Who's going to prosper? You do. You do, which means success in business and finances. And this doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily own your own business. This just means that your business is going to be successful. That means your credit's going to be together. That means you're going to have a trust that owns your assets. Yo, this is a little too deep for church, all right? That, 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 means, that means that your business is in alignment. That means you're not waking up and fasting and praying to go to the car lot. Watch me, because your business is in alignment, you just walk up and do what you want to do. 
I need you to elbow somebody and say, my business is together. I, for some of you, this series needs to spark you doing that. I need you to get your social security card and your birth certificate out of the bottom of your purse with those napkins and peppermints for church. Success in business, watch me, and finances. What does this mean? God says, I want your money not to be funny, and I don't need your change to be strange. Because the moment the man of God gets up and says, we need to do this, watch me, we ought not have to have an offering. One person ought to say, uh-uh, Bishop, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't take no preaching time. What do you need? Here you go, man of God. Here you go. Let's go. Now get back to the word. See, I'm wondering who wants to be the number one giver. Because when your prayer is not just to be a receiver, but to be a giver, God says, I can trust you now. I, my, my prayer is, God, use me to be a blessing. Come on, say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Oh, come on, y'all, say it again. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Watch me. He says, I pray that you prosper and be in health, success in business and finances, that you would be profitable and that you would be on the right path. Say, profitable. And on the right path. Watch me. Profit means that, watch me, your revenue is what comes in. Your expenses is what goes out. Profit is what's left over. God says, I don't just need you because there's many people, watch me, where they bring in a lot, but more goes out. In fact, you can make more money, but not be profitable. See, this is why you can't chase money. God says, I didn't, watch, pay attention. He says, I, I will teach you how to profit, not make revenue. Because you can make more money but have more expenses, which means that you're broke. But watch me. God can take less revenue, but watch me, and, but make you more profitable with less. See, for some of you, God has been showing you, I'll get more done with less. I wish I had a witness in here for anybody that's ever gone through a dip or a valley in your finances. But you discover that if you remain faithful in your giving, that he got more done with less. And even if it was a dip, baby, dip, he still got you to what you needed and you were still profitable. Open your mouth, say, he makes me profitable. Success in business and finance is profitable and you're going to be on the right path, which means you're going to be doing what you're supposed to do. Everybody pay attention. Here's, here's what you should not be concerned with. Don't be concerned about failure. Failure is an important ingredient in success. Here's what you should be concerned about. And notice, I didn't say fearful, I said concerned about. Here's what you can be concerned about. Watch me, succeeding at the wrong thing. Because you can do well at something that you've learned to do well at. And God says, but this is not even why I sent you. I didn't even send you to do, look, yes, you made it to the top, but this is not what I sent you for. And we are not those, watch me, that climb corporate ladders. We are those, watch me, that fly in spiritual and heavenly places. What are you saying? Listen, I need to be on the right path. Because when I'm doing what I was sent to the earth to do and created to do, I never have to worry about provision. He always provides. For some of you, there's a lack of provision because you're on the incorrect path. And why finance what I didn't order? I'm not paying for what I didn't order, God says. Let's go. He says, he says, watch me, that you may prosper, success in business and finances, be profitable, be on the right path. What in all things, say every area of my life. And be in health. Watch me. Health is important. And I talked about it a little bit last Wednesday. Talked about it on Sunday. Every time I talk about health, Christians get quiet. I need you to just fist bump somebody next to you and say, you need to be healthy. Watch me. Because why be profitable if you're not going to live long enough to see it?
Okay, see how, see how y'all do? See how quiet it is? I'm so glad I got my digital family because I know they shout. <clears throat> Watch me. Why in the world would, would you be profitable and do well, but you can't enjoy it? And I know what somebody said, but I'm leaving a legacy for my kids. You should read your Bible because Solomon begins to talk about this principle. He says, he says, listen, these things that you do are also for you to enjoy and not just leave an inheritance or a legacy. If you did today's Bible reading, you heard what he said. Solomon was very clear. He was like, listen, it's all vanity. He says, Solomon was like, I built up all this stuff and I got to give it to my sons. But Solomon was like, my sons are nothing like me. So I'm about to give them a kingdom I labored to build, but they're going to tear it down with one bad decision. So Solomon said, I need to do something to enjoy what it is that I've labored for. And I'm here to tell some of you, watch me, you're not dying anytime soon. I rebuke premature death. I rebuke premature death. I rebuke thoughts of suicide. The Bible says with a long life, he will satisfy you. Say this, I will live a long, healthy, prosperous, profitable, godly life. Give him praise for it right there Wednesday. Go. Hallelujah. Now watch me. He says, I need you to prosper and be in health. Look at this next part. Just as your soul prospers. Just as makes this a mathematical equation. This entire verse is math. How many in school you didn't really like math? All right. How many of you still don't like math to this day? You know, you're like, <laughs> you know, you the one take out your calculator when it's time to... Seven and three. Hold up, baby. Let me see. That's okay. I'm not, listen, I, I'm not judging you. No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. Uh, no judgment. Because sometimes in your head, you just got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. A lot going on. All right. No judgment. All right. Just as your soul. So this is math. This whole verse is math. He says, watch me. Here's the math. He says, you're going to prosper. Watch me. And be in health. Watch me. A and B. Watch me. Just as your soul prospers. Equals C. I need you to catch this. Y'all ready? All right, pay, pay attention. I kept it simple. I didn't go with X's and stuff. Because some of y'all would have got lost like. Some of y'all, I know with some of you that love math, you're like, well, Bishop, technically, I know. I know I'm trying to keep this simple for church. Because we're solving for X, which is your soul. But I don't even want to go that deep. I, I don't even want to go that deep. Because some of y'all would have been like, I'm, I'm done. Just hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> my job as a shepherd is to chop this up so you can eat it, all right? So I know, for all of you who are like Bishop, well, technically, I know. I want you to know that I know. It's your neighbor I'm trying to make sure that gets this. All right, here we go. Just as your soul prospers. He says, so you can only prosper to the extent your soul does. Now, now what's your soul? Your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Say it. So you and I are spirits. That's our subconscious mind. We live in a physical body and we possess a soul. Our mind, thoughts, will, and emotion. This is your conscious mind. So your subconscious mind is who you are without thinking about it. See, that's the real you. That's the spirit that you are. But your soul, watch me, this is your conscious mind. My conscious mind, it can be activated by information. My conscious mind, watch me, it can be stimulated by revelation. Watch me, my conscious mind has the ability to be set, hence the term a mindset. Which means, watch me, I have to set my soul in a place where I recognize I am supposed to prosper. 
Say, I set my soul there. See, some of you, you set your soul that you're supposed to survive. So everything you do, watch me, is only set to survival, which is why you never come out of anything with anything. But those days are over. Come on, Wednesday. Somebody say, those days are over. I, I set my soul to say something good's coming out of this. Something good is about to come out of this. Watch me. Not just money, but anything I go through, I'm getting something out of it. Yes, they fired you, but you're getting something out of it. Yes, they left you. You're getting something out of it. Yes, it didn't go the way you wanted to, but you're getting something out of it. Watch me. Watch me. Your mind, your thoughts. Your thoughts can now interfere with your mindset. So if you look at your mind like a thermostat, you set the temperature. It's your mind. See, everything has to rise or fall to wherever your mind is set. This is why some of you all, you're like, I just don't know what to do. Because what the enemy wants you to never do is set your mind. He wants you going back and forth, back and forth. It's like a Leah. You're going back, back, forth and forth. You can't make any decision. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know how you want to do it. I rebuke indecision. I rebuke decision fatigue. Because the enemy wants you never to set your mind so that nothing ever comes up. Instead, you're all over the place. Look at me. You wouldn't do that in your house. When I get home, it will be 67 degrees. Why? I said it, and everything in that house has to rise to where I said it at. You're missing what I'm saying. And for some of you, I need you to come out of scarcity thinking and come out of survival mode, and I need your mindset to rise to, baby, I'm prosperous. And some of you say, but Bishop, it don't look like it. You better call things that be not as though they were. He's the God that teaches you. Open your mouth, set your mind. Say, my mindset is prosperity. And do not think prosperity is just cash, cars, and clothes. I'm teaching you what it is. Because you can have all of that and still be in poverty. You can have all of that and still go to hell. Let's go. All right, all right, but just elbow somebody. Say, not you, though. Not you. You good. Tell them, say, you good. One of the messages in this series is called Three Hells because there's three. And most of them are here. Not here in this building, but here on this earth. I'll teach you. Stay connected to the series. Let's go. I say, I set my mind to be prosperous. Then, then thoughts will try to come in. Things will try to come in that mess with your mind. Things will try to come in that mess with your, what you set it at. You got it? Um, it's kind of like you got boiling water. You put something in the boiling water, and then the water stops boiling. See, that's what thoughts do. So you'll leave church fired up, set my mind. Then, then you'll get a call, and now they put some cold ice in your hot water. This is why the Bible says take every thought captive. Why? You ain't finna shut me down. You're not gonna make me cold. You're not gonna make me doubt him. Watch me. Why? My mind is set. Come up. Then your wills. You have to will to do it. You have to desire to do it. This is part of your soul. So you can set your mind, but then you have to, watch me, you have to have the will to see it through. Because watch me, anybody ever done this? You set your thermostat at one temperature, and then once you set your thermostat at that one temperature, then all of a sudden you're like, it's too cold. 
And then you go back in there. And now some of y'all, they messed up and gave you an app. So you torturing everybody in your house from the phone. And now, like in Denver, right, where it's hot during the day, but it's cold at night, you don't know what to do. You got your heat on with your window down. Watch me. Once I said it, I have to see it through. That's your will. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, he says, listen, my mind is set. This is what I have to do, but I now have to make sure that I will it through. I have to see it through. Watch me. Gone are your days of not completing. He's the author and finisher, not just the author. He's a finisher. Now unto him. Watch me. Somebody say, he's a finisher. And I'm going to finish what I start in Jesus' name. And here's the reason many people don't finish what they start. It's the last piece of your soul, their emotions. You get emotional. You get mad. You get angry. You get frustrated. I ain't doing it. And you just just look at somebody next to you, just look at them, just wink, and say, I'm going to need you. And I need you to say it like this, just the way I'm saying it. Don't correct my English. I need you to say it just like this. Say, I'm going to need you to get those emotions in check. Because what did you miss because of your attitude? What couldn't God give you because of your attitude? I'm here to tell somebody, God says, get your emotions in check. Can I, can I give you Bible for this? Can I give you Bible for this? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus um, is getting ready to be betrayed. He's got to, watch me, his soul has got to be in alignment here because he's getting ready to be betrayed. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane and three times Peter, James, and John have fallen asleep on him. So he already feels like I don't have support. And when you don't feel like you have support, you begin to have private attitudes publicly. Because now you're walking around and you got an attitude with people like, yeah, 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 you better get. Because you feel like they should be supporting you. And because they are not doing that, now all of a sudden your private attitude you take out publicly. Who am I talking to? So Jesus, watch me, three times they've fallen asleep on him. Jesus come back, he's like, you couldn't even stay up. And I know he, Jesus had, if you read your Bible, Jesus had an ounce of petty in him, probably more than an ounce, because everybody know he got more bounce than an ounce. Listen. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, I, I know he wanted to say more, but he was like, I don't have time. See, for some of you, you spend too much time, watch me, on things that have no victory. You spend too much time, and I just need to say this, for what? They ain't listening know how. You need to learn how to stop fighting fights where there is no victory. Open up your mouth, please, and say, Lord, give me control of my emotions. Because too many people, here's what we say, I'm just sometimes feeling some type of way. I'm just emotional right now. I'm going to need you to come up out of that. Emotions can be picked. Paul, when he's standing in front of King Agrippa, you know what he said? I think myself happy. In other words, I chose to be happy even though I'm in a terrible situation. And for some of y'all, I need you to just show the enemy right here, right now, that you're going to pick to be happy. Go, 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 go. In this building, ain't no lie. I choose it. I choose it. I choose it. I choose it. 
I'm not gonna walk around stressed. I'm not walking around with a bad attitude. I ain't walking around popping my neck. Somebody say, I choose to be happy. Say, even if the people around me aren't. And when the enemy knows he can't get you to be emotional, he has nothing left to throw at you because no matter what happens, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Somebody say, I choose to be happy. Say it again, I choose to be happy. I choose it. So Jesus, Jesus, he walks out, Peter, James, and John, they wiping slobber off their face. And Jesus is like, I don't even have time to deal with this. Pay attention. For where you're headed, you don't have time to deal with other people's I don't need you worried about other people's inconsistency. I need you to stop saying, well, what about so-and-so? I ain't talking to them. I'm talking to you. And God's talking to you, not the people around you. I need you to elbow somebody and say, don't worry about anybody else. Say, worry about what's happening for you. Say, because I looked through the next four months and I saw you way better than you look right now. That's the wrong neighbor. Pick another one. Say, I saw you in December. I almost didn't recognize you because you look way better than you do right now. I... Some of y'all need to find another neighbor. Find another neighbor. Say, I saw you by the end of this calendar year. And you looked real good. You looked out of debt. You looked favored. You looked blessed. Not stressed. That's what I saw. Tell me, have you seen it? 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 Let's go. We got to move. We got to move. I know what I saw. Oh, come on, we got to go. We got to go. So Jesus, Jesus walks out, and there's this crowd coming toward him. And Judas is in the front of the crowd. And Judas walks up to Jesus. Watch what he does. It was common in Hebrew days, uh, in, in Hebrew custom and culture. And he kisses Jesus on the cheek. To do what? To get him emotional. See, some of you, let me tell you what people do. You need to watch out for manipulators. Because here's what they do. They will get emotional when you're trying to deal with the issue. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Uh-uh, y'all ain't going to do that. I'm going to come right through here. See, watch me. You are dealing with a witch or a warlock, but every time we're trying to deal with the issue, they get emotional. And watch me, and the emotion isn't because, watch me, because it is conjuring up uh, or bringing up something. The emotion is, if I do this, I, I can evade the issue. And for some of you, you've been doing that because it's been your escape mechanism. Because you learned it as a child. But tonight, in the name of Jesus, I declare you will no longer get emotional to evade your issues. I need you to speak life over yourself. Say, I'm maturing. Say, right now. 
Say, I release emotionalism to evade the issue. Somebody needs to give God glory because nobody's ever told you what that was until right now. Nobody ever told you you were trying to manipulate until right now. But that's come to its end. That's come to its end. Let's go. Let's go. Jesus, Judas kisses Jesus to get him emotional to not deal with what's ahead of him. Watch me. And you know what Jesus does? I love it. Jesus doesn't acknowledge it. In essence, here's what he says. You're not pulling me into that. For some of you, here's what you need to learn how to do. It, watch me. When your emotions start rearing up, you need to be like, I don't know what some of you say, but Bishop, we're emotional creatures. Your emotions were given to you to serve you, not you to serve them. See, my emotions heighten that experience. You have a good meal, you feel good. You have a good experience, you feel good about it. Your emotions were given to you. There's nothing wrong with having emotions. There is something wrong with letting your emotions dictate life to you. Some of you can't even smile now because you got emotional stuff to do. Well, as soon as I get home, I have to deal with this. Uh-uh, you better pick another. As soon as I get home, it's going to be all good. Baby, I'm about to get my apples and honey after church. I'm going to roll and get me a chicken sandwich with a side and a large red drink. I ain't doing it. I'm just saying somebody in here. I don't mess with that food that comes too fast. <laughs> you ready? So, so, so watch me. You can only prosper equivalent to your soul. So if you don't get control of those four things, God says, every time you get some money, you'll emotion it away. You'll will it away. They have this show uh, about the lottery and people who win the lottery. <clears throat> and these people get million dollars. And many of them take the one-time payout, you know, 50 million, 100 million. You know what's amazing is the number of people that are broke within three years. Because money wasn't the solution. The solution was getting your soul together. Because I can give you a million dollars right now. I can pay off all your debt right now. Watch me. And then in next year, you're in the prayer line talking about, I just need to cover my finances, Bishop. Why? Because your soul never prospered. Come on, so let's call it out. Say your first and last name. Say, I command my soul to prosper. Say it again. I command my soul to prosper. So I said this to you, you already, I said this to you on Sunday, you already have everything you need, it's just in seed form. Say, I already have everything I need. Second Peter 1, 3, his divine power has given to us, past tense, everything we need for life and godliness. God says, you have everything you need to have a great life and be a great Christian. You already have it, watch me, through the knowledge of him, which means when I know him, got it, then this means that I have everything I need. So if you, if you don't know him, then you don't have everything you need. But when I know him, I have everything that I need. It's, it's sort of like everything awakens once I know him. Mm. And then lights start flickering and sounds start coming together. Because you're like, I didn't even know what to do with that until I met him. I didn't even know how to handle that until I became a Christian. I didn't even know what to do with that until I became a Christian. I thought I was being picked on until I realized I was picked when I became a Christian. See, I have everything I need. 
but it's just in seed form. So here's what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to retrain your brain. Genesis 8.22 says this, while the earth remains, is the earth still here? Yes. Seed time and harvest. What does this mean? Increase because of release. Cold and, what does the screen say? Heat. Summer and winter. Day and shall not cease. Look at me. There are really only two seasons of life, regardless of what you call it. So you may call it a wilderness. You may call it come up. You may, call, you may call it whatever. But the truth is there's really only two seasons. Sowing, reaping. It's right here on the screen. There are only two, two opposing seasons. And they're only opposed because of how different they are. Got to admit, you missed it. You missed it. It's summer and winter. Notice he doesn't even mention fall and spring because those are nothing more than transitions. And I need you to stop making your transition your permanent. You just going through a little bit right now. You ain't staying there. Come on. I wish there was some of y'all where you got some stuff going on in your life right now. You're like, God, what is this? Baby, I'm just transitioning. I'm transitioning from my sowing season into my reaping season. I'm not staying over there. Somebody holler, I'm in transition. Two seasons, increase because of release. Increase because of release. So look at this, Genesis 1.29. And God says, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed. So in Genesis, Genesis, gene, the origin of things. God says, I give you every plant, look at the last part, yielding what? Seed. It's right down on the screen, yielding what? Seed. That is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. fruit. So, so check this out. I want you to pay close attention to this. God is like, uh, listen, I give seed. I, I don't give final product. I give seed. Because uh -uh. some of y'all are like, God, I prayed and I didn't get an answer. Oh, yes, you did. You just were expecting that plant over there. And instead he gave you this seed right here. <laughs> you were expecting balls of money when instead he gave you that hundred to sow. And see, the problem is, is that, watch me, if he gives me seed, that means I'm going to have to roll my sleeves up and learn how to get dirty with it and realize that my sowing season, watch me, it won't be forever, but I'm always going to be sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. Matter of fact, look at what he tells Adam in Genesis. He tells Adam this. He says this to Adam. Let's go. He says this to Adam. He says, the Lord God took the man and put him, watch me, in the Garden of Eden. Say the Garden, garden. of Eden. Eden. Where did he put him? A garden. Stop. He didn't put him in no house. He didn't put him in a deluxe apartment in the sky. He didn't put him in the penthouse. He didn't put him in the mansion. He put him in a garden and said, get to someone. And for some of you, you don't even realize the answer to your prayer was an opportunity to sow. Oh, my God. Eden in Hebrew, language of our Old Testament, it means the land of voluptuous living. So he says, listen, I'm going to put you in a garden where you're going to have to be a farmer. You have to sow, you have to reap. But as I put you in that garden, pay attention, the garden is actually Eden. It's voluptuous living, which means if you handle, watch me, retrain your brain to handle your garden, and it will become Eden for you. 
See, your situations, they're either gardens of Eden or gardens of evil predicated upon how you handle it. What's the difference? Scarcity versus abundance. See, when you're a farmer, you realize, listen, I sow seed. That's what I do. But watch me. If you have a scarcity mentality, here's what you say. If I sow, I won't have. And this is bigger than money. Let's go love. If I love them, watch me. I ain't going to have no more love to give. Then you must not have very much to begin with. If I help somebody else out and give them some knowledge and give them some information for free, then I'm not going to have enough. Well, then evidently you don't know that much. You must not be up on your game if giving somebody a little piece of information is going to bankrupt you. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, you are a farmer. So. Say, I release a scarcity mentality. Scarcity mentality says, I only have enough for me. No, you got all this seed right here. A lot of seed. And watch me. And then you're like, but Lord, I didn't sow all my seed. Great. Let me get some more. And here's the thing about life. Some areas you're in sowing. Other areas you're in reaping. And I need you not to get ticked off that every area is not in a harvest seat. Mm. I need you not to get mad like, oh, when is this going to turn around? Evidently, you ain't in the turnaround time. It's not harvest season for you yet. I'm going to need you to get back to seed sowing and make it do what it do. Open your mouth, please. Say, it's a garden. That's it. Look what he says he put Adam in the garden for. To work it and keep it. Work it means release. You got to work what you got. You got to use what you got to get what you want. Here's, here's what most people want to do. They want to get what they want and not work what they got. It's got super, see how quiet it got? See, because I just got in your Kool-Aid. What's the flavor? And that's the joke for those of you like, well, wait a minute, Bishop. Red's not a flavor. That's the joke. Work it and keep it. Uh-oh. What does is, what is keep me? Reap and repeat. Release. Reap and repeat. Let's go. Release. Say it. Reap and repeat. You know what's coming next. Let's go. Release. Let's go. Release and repeat. Go. Release. Let's go. Reap and repeat. Say it. Release. Let's go. Reap and repeat. Say it. Uh-huh. You got it. Now listen, I need you to remember that. Because when some of you get frustrated, I just need you to say, wait a minute. Say it, Facebook. Watch me. Because, because watch me. Notice God says, I'm not keeping your garden. You keep your own garden. Some of y'all are mad at God. Why is my life like this? He says, because your garden is raggedy. That's why you don't release, you don't weep, and you don't repeat. You just sit up and complain instead of take your seed and release. Let's go. Re Say it. Release. Uh-huh. He didn't say be raggedy. Mm -hmm. 
He didn't say have a ratchet garden. You ever drove up from some people's house and you're like, y'all just ain't gonna water this grass, huh? <laughs> now be honest, and, and if that's you, we need you to water your grass. I, I say it with love. You ever walked up on somebody's house and you looked and you're like, y'all just clearly have no HOA covenant here. Because this grass ain't been touched. If I look at me, God says, I'm not keeping your garden. You keep your own garden. Now, watch me. Now, watch me. It's my garden, but I gave it to you to keep. Y'all still here? I gave you three types of seed last Wednesday. We're almost done. Stewardship, serving, and substance. Three types of seed. There's more, but these are the three that I want to focus on. Stewardship, Luke 19 and 15. See, it's his garden, Luke 19, 15. He ordered the servants to whom he had gave the money. It's his money. It, 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 it's his stuff. It, like, you're like, this is my money. God is like, no, actually, it's mine. And if you keep talking like that, I'm going to show you it's mine. <laughs> keep being stingy like that, I'm going to show you it's mine. He had given them the money. How much money did he give them? Ten minus. To be called to him that he might know what they had gained by doing business. And I taught you this, that, watch me, that we are managers, not owners. So he places Adam in the garden. He places Adam in the garden. And he says, all right, I need you to release. And then, watch me, reap. And then in the fruit I give you is more seed. Everybody look at me. You're never going to run out. If you don't shout, you're never going to run out. The only reason you think you're going to run out is because you won't release again. And I need for some of you, this is bigger than money. You need to release love again. Release friendship again. Release hope again. This is bigger. Somebody say, I'll never run out. God says, listen, you, you are a manager, not an owner. And, and I will always make sure you have what you need because I will never leave you without seed. He gives seed to the soul, not the hoper. The sower. Here's the second type of seed we talked about. You're serving. For some of y'all, I want to invite you to get off the sidelines and get into the game because you're serving as a form of your seed. And for some of you, like, every area of my life is good. It's just this one area. God is like, mm, I know. Because here's what you want him to do. You want him to change his rules for you. You want him to change his protocols for you. You want to, here's what you want to do. Here's what you want to do. I'm going to keep my seed. And let me have my fruit. And I'm going to get the fruit. I, I, Lord, I'm not going to be a good manager of what you're giving me. And I'm not serving. I ain't doing it. God's like, okay. Well, let me get that fruit up off of you. And since you're not going to sow, let me just get that seed to somebody else too. So you're about to watch other people experience and have what's supposed to be. I don't know. 
know about you, but I'm too petty to let somebody else get what belongs to me. I, that's just me. That's just me. Baby, if that's mine, I'm going to need you to come up on for what's mine. Jesus said, the greatest among you will be your servant. And I'm not saying this in a judgmental or condemning or harsh way. I just want to invite us all to, to partake in this form of seed. Look at Psalm 35, 27. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his what? Servant. Servant means a servant by choice. And watch me, guys. For the, for the servant's master to keep them, they had to serve well. It wasn't enough to just say, I'm here. This isn't, an attend this isn't about perfect attendance. Because some, some folk, you're here, but you're serving. Mm. But what's me? A bond servant meant that, they, that you were released from servitude, but you would choose to stay. And often in scripture, they would pierce something on their body, often their ear, something else, to indicate that they were a bond servant. They were a servant by choice. But the, but the master had to say, but I want to keep you, though. Because if you weren't a great servant, the master would be like, we good. Because <laughs> some hands, watch me, don't help, they hinder. And I need for some of y'all to hear me. Hindering hands won't be your problem in the next 12 months. Everybody around you, God's going to put people around you that help carry the load, help carry the weight. Can I get you to give God praise that your circle is upgrading? Come on. Come on, Wednesday. He's about to give you some people to help. You're about to carry this because you're about to have fruit and you're going to need some people to help you carry all of your fruit. Somebody say, I need help to carry all of what God's about to do in my life. I don't need hindering hands. I need hands that help in Jesus' name. Release a praise right there. Come on, Wednesday. Give me two more minutes. And watch me. It's going to be so big for you. Grab some of this stuff over here. See, God had to clear some people out of your way because some people would have taken what your harvest was. You needed some people around you you'd be able to trust. So God says, I put some people around you, you're going to be able to trust that they're going to help you carry your harvest, watch me, and help you disperse your seed. But they're not, they're not coming to hinder, they're coming to help. If you believe that, hollow this, help is on the way. Watch me. Let's go. God says, he delights in the prosperity of those that serve. I invite for some of you who are on the sideline to get in the game and begin to serve. Bishop, I don't live in Denver. You don't have to. You can live anywhere and you can serve. No, leave my seat right there. You can be anywhere and you can serve. Watch me. Because when you're a sower, you always want your seed in sight. Because in any moment, it's about to be an Eden situation. At any moment, God's about to give me an opportunity to create my future. At any moment, God's about to give me. See, you prayed for doors, he gave you seed. You prayed for opportunity, he gave you seed. I, I got to go. All right, and the third type of seed we talked about was your substance or your money. Money, 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 money. Go. Oh, y'all yeah, oh, don't know the remix. It's faster on the second one. All right. That's okay. All right. Watch me. Uh, this is C. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. He who sold sparing it. Let me tell some of y'all why 
you think giving doesn't work. Come on. You got you a pinch of seed. Now look, you had this whole bag. That was a good word. That was good. Do it, God. And God is like, are you joking me? You just asked me for all that. You got all this seed, and you gave me a pinch? You asked me to make you a millionaire. And I gave you the seed to do it, but what you go... So, so here's, here's how your harvest works. Here's how your harvest works. He who sows sparingly, how's he going to reap? Sparingly. God was like, baby, I'm going to give you a dollar off at Macy's. There you go. I'm just giving you what you gave me. Yep, yep. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's income tax. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, hold up. Hold up, we're going to give you a little bit more. You're like, God, when is my breakthrough coming? He says, when I get my seed. He who sows what? God says, the same way you sow it, it's the same way you're going to reap it. But look at what he said, and I ain't going to pour all this seed out because it's going to be a crazy cleanup. But he said, give me a bowl. Give me something to pour this in. And don't y'all get an act of Congress. Just give me something in this building. <laughs> they will run to the store and come back and have me eight bowl selections. Just give me some, give me that, give me that. <laughs> See, told you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, you ready? Look at the screen. Some of y'all got an attitude. Fix your face. I'm trying to get you blessed. <laughs> you ready? All right, sparingly. He who sows what? How they gonna reap? Woo, glory to God. And God is like, all that jerking did not change the fact that that seed is not going to work. See, some of you are like, watch me, and I'm about to show you, because some of y'all are like, it doesn't matter, it's about what's in your heart. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Because see, what you give proves what's in your heart. So, so watch me. God says, God says, but if you sow bountifully to the point to where you're like, God, dog, Lord, if, if I keep giving, what will I have? But I'm a farmer, baby. And if I sow bountifully, watch me. God says, I'm going to make sure you'll never outgive God. If you sow bountifully, God says, well, listen, let me go on and give it back to you the same way that you gave it to me. And for some of you all, I need you to rejoice. Why? Because God's about to match the intensity. He's about, you've been bountiful, he's about to be bountiful. You've been faithful, he's being faithful. You've been doing more, he's about to do more. If you believe God's about to do more in the last four of 2021, I need to hear your praise. Go! Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Harvest Channel. Say, Lord, do more. Last scripture, Mark 12, 41. Last scripture, we're out of here. Mark 12, 41. Now, Jesus sat opposite the treasury, 
I want you to pay attention to what was happening. Give me, give me, come here, ambassadors, and bring the basket for offering. Move and bring me the basket for offering. Come on, ambassadors, let's go. Yandavahashaya. All right, here we go. All right, it's offering time. Come on up. Ambassadors, let me have two of y'all. All right, it's time to collect the offering. All right, all right, okay, so, so y'all do the, okay, now here's the deal. Now, I don't know, I don't, I use text to give, so I don't know nothing about no baskets. <laughs> Last time I've held a basket to give, I, I couldn't even tell you. All right, you ready? Now, now look at this. Jesus sat opposite the treasury. I want you to pay attention. So it's time to give. Jesus posts up. And when people are giving, when people are giving, you singers come walk around like old school church, like y'all giving. Give marching music like the old school church. Play blessed, because you know that's what every old school church play doing offer. That's it. Some of y'all don't know nothing about this. This old school church when they used to march. Okay, y'all circle one more time. So Jesus is watching what people are giving. one that says stop like go like freeze full action like with your hand like we're ready everybody pay attention he told me to pick you on purpose Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how people put money into the treasury and how the rich put in much so for those of you who say he don't care what you give you a whole lie he, he literally watches during he, he lit, the eyes of heaven literally are looking during offering time. And look, look then a, a poor widow came and threw in two mites. <laughs> Pay attention. The Bible says she was, she was a poor widow. Widow means, watch me, and I'm not speaking that over you. Poor widow, watch me. As a widow, that means that her husband had died, so her source of income had changed. And this means one of two things. Either he didn't leave her much, or she expended and used everything that he did leave. <clears throat> Either way, she's in a tight situation. So watch me. Not only is she husbandless, watch me, but she's also poor. She doesn't have what she needs. And the Bible says she came in and threw in two mites, which make her quadrants. That's a half a penny. Notice what Jesus did. He sat there and he watched. He didn't tell her not to give it. Because some of you, you want him to tell you not to give it because he understands I'm going through a lot. And he says, no, I know you're a farmer. And if you don't release your seed, then that's your harvest. Look at the next verse. So he called his disciples to himself. Okay, put that down. All right, come on. Come on, sir. Come on. All right, you're going to be my disciples. So he called his disciples to himself. He said to them, assuredly I say unto you that this poor widow woman has put more in than everybody who gave to the treasury today. They, I know, listen, see, you talk too much. See, this is the problem. 
Jesus had a teaspoon of petty. Because I'm sure they were thinking, well, God, shouldn't we pay more attention to the ones who gave more? Shouldn't we focus on the top tier givers? And Jesus says, they put in out of their abundance. And in essence, he's like, that's good. They're supposed to. But she, she gave out of her poverty. Watch me. And what I know, this is what Jesus is saying, and what I know is that that half a penny was all she had. And while you're looking at the size of your seed, I'm looking at the faith behind your seed. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm a farmer. Say it again, I'm a farmer. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. I said this last night on the preview. The, the, the Bible says that Jesus did so many miracles. So many miracles that they're not all recorded in the scripture. So could it be that because she gave in private, what he did for her, he did in private. He didn't announce it to them just to say, that show is toe up. That's messed up. Here's what we have scriptural precedent for, and I'm closing. Y'all ready? There was a widow woman, Elijah, the man of God, goes to her, and she gives. She says, I'm going to eat this cake. Me and my son, we're going to die. Elijah says, give it to me. So first, so first, so first, so first, so first. Watch me. He says, give it to me. And you know, listen, you, if you, you know where the Bible is based, you know she got a little attitude with him. Because, because, you know, give it to you first. You want the first fruit? That, that's what you want? You want the first? You want the first? You want the first? This is for me. Watch me. This is for me and my son to die. You want the first? Of the, you're saying if I give you this, you want me to trust you with this. You want me to release this, and this is my last hope. <clears throat> Yes, I want you to release that. And the Bible says that she obeyed. And when she obeyed, what ended up happening? The Bible says that her and watch me, her household ate. Pay attention. She was only trying to eat for her and her son. But God made it so that her and all of her household ate. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. In other words, you'll never know what the seed could be unless you release it. And I'm here to tell some of y'all, the seed you're about to sow over these next couple of weeks, this seed is going to be the one that breaks the back of death. Thank you all. This seed is going to be the one that breaks. You stay right there. Y'all stay right there. You three stay right there. This seed is going to be the seed that breaks death. This is going to be the seed that turns your credit around. This is going to be the seed that gets your family together. I need you to say, I'm a farmer. And sowing is what I do. Let me give you one more example, and we're out of here. One more example, one more example. There's a woman in 2 Kings. Elijah's dead. Elisha has taken over. And this, this woman, she comes. You're going to be the woman again. Come here. The woman, she comes to the man of God. And she says to the man of God, man of God, you know how faithful my husband served you. You know people are getting ready to butter you up for something. I mean, they try to remind you what you've done for them, what they've done for them. He says, she says, he was faithful to serving you. And Elisha's like, he was. He sure was. He said, it's so sad James is gone. That's so sad. We're going to miss him, baby. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. I still got his picture up over there next to Dr. King. And, uh, look, 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 look. Um, uh, so she's like, hey, um, my husband's gone. The creditors, which means, pay attention. See, her husband was spiritual, but not successful. 
because he left her with debt. And I need you not to leave the earth and leave your kids with debt. Mm -mm. I need you not to leave the earth and they got to fry chicken and put up GoFundMe's to pay for The devil is a lie. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. Which means you're going to do so well you can't spend it in a lifetime. I just need to talk to the faith people in the room. You're going to do so well you can't even spend it in your lifetime. You're going to have to leave it for somebody. So, so watch. So watch. We're done. We're done. We're done. I'll do, we'll do prayer on, uh, on next Wednesday because I have time. Or maybe we'll do it after church. Church, we'll see. You ready? So, so, so she's like, he left me with some debt, and the creditors are coming to take my two sons. Let me get two sons. All right, come on. You're gonna, the Lord has need of you. Come and, and come on. Come on. So you, you be my two sons. Be two sons. Two sons. Two sons. Two sons. And they singing sons. All right. And two two singing sons. All right. And two singing sons. I don't know what you. All right. It's two singing sons. You ready? All right, you ready? Here we go. 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 She says, the credit is about to take my sons, and, and they're going to make them work. They're going to make them pay this debt off. Everybody look at me. Don't worry about them screams. See, some of y'all, watch me. You, you, when things change, you get distracted. Elbow somebody and just say, keep your focus. She says, they're going to come take my sons, and when they take my sons, they are going to be taking uh, all of uh, uh, the labor. Because if my sons can't work, I can't work. We're, this is about to shut us down. This is about to be the end of us. And, and, and she's like, you know, basically she asked for the church, can y'all help me out? And because she knows Elisha's a sower, she knows Elisha's a reaper. So she thinks that he should give his fruit to be her seed. See, some of y'all think people owe you because they got it. It's quiet right there. They didn't help me. That's their harvest. They're not obligated to make it your seed. Some of y'all need to get your, set yourself free because everybody thinks, well, baby, you got it. Yeah, because I'm a sower and a giver. You should get into the sowing and giving game, and then you can be in the reaping and receiving game. But you're not going to make me feel bad that I didn't bail you out. I need somebody to be set free right there. Don't let nobody make you feel bad that you didn't bail them out. So, so watch. So what ends up happening? What ends up happening? So he says, well, tell me what you have in your house. She's sort of like, what? Like, oh, well, I ain't got nothing but, you know, some jar of oil. I got a little Crisco when I was frying that chicken the other day. Can't do too much with it, you know. And then sometimes she used to make fish with it and all that. But you got to be careful swapping meats like that with that grease. You'll have fishy chicken. Listen. Oh, you changed the oil. You strained the oil. She changed the oil. I see. I see. Look, we're out of here. Look, we're out of here. And so he says, I tell you what, then here's what I need you to do. I, I need you to take what you have. Seed! And then I'm going to need you to use what you have. And then I'm going to need you to go ask everybody you know to borrow an empty vessel. Watch me. Watch me. Ask them for an empty vessel. Watch me. Ask them for an empty vessel. I'm going to say it one more time. Ask them for an empty vessel. 
you, you get it. Ask them for an empty vessel. Because what I'm going to do is I'm about to show you how not to depend on people. But how to depend on God. You missed it. All I need is you to help me carry what I'm about to receive. Some of y'all go catch it tomorrow. He says, ask them for empty vessels. And then, and then, and then she comes back and says, I got, I got the vessels. He says, okay, now pour the oil. And then I want you to pour the oil. And then get your sons to help you. Everybody pouring, everybody pouring. Watch me. Teach your kids to sow. Send them to church and say, baby, make sure you give God what's his. If they got a little business, teach them how to do it. Teach your whole household how to do it. So they point, everybody 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 point. So she comes to the man of God. Like, man of God, we got all these, all these oil containers of fill. And what I'm amazed by is that I only thought I had a little oil, but every time I poured, I had more oil. Because he'll never let you run out of seed. Come on. So every time she poured, she had more. When you pour, you have more. When you pour, you have more. When you pour, you have more. When you release, you increase. When you release, you... Y'all still here? It's quiet. You're like, but God, if I release all of that, I'm not going to have any more. He's like, oh, no, I got you. You're not going to outgive me. I have an abundant supply. Mm. So he's, this is what he tells her to do. He says, now go take that, sell it, pay the debt. Y'all live off the rest. You're about to go from being a widow to an entrepreneur. Thank y'all. I'm getting ready to close. You're about to go from thinking you were at the end of your life to starting a brand new, new beginning. Let me see if I can say it another way. You're about to witness grace, completion, and a new beginning. I'm about to give you grace with the oil. I'm about to pay your debt off with completion. You're going to have a new beginning because you're about to start you a fresh business. And you're about to see it with your own eyes. It's getting ready to happen. I need you to open your mouth. Come on, we're going home. Say, it's getting ready to happen. Elbow somebody say, I see it happening for you. I see it. 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 Find you somebody else in this building. Say, I'm telling you. It's getting ready to happen for you because you didn't stop pouring, because you didn't stop sowing, you didn't stop giving. In Jesus' name, I need somebody to praise him right there. You didn't start hating like they did you. You didn't stop because they stopped doing it for you. I need you to find one more person in this building. Say, it's getting ready to happen. Say, for you and me. Come on, y'all, we about to go, but I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. I sense a strong anointing in this building and online. 
I need you to say, I'm about to praise him for your harvest. Go. <laughs> we gotta go. Never run out. Never run out. You don't work for a living. You live from your giving. Your giving is how you make a living. And resources will track you down. And favor will track you down. Opportunities will open up for you. You're blessed to be a blessing. 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 Just the voices. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on. We train your brain. Retrain your brain. You are not in scarcity. You are in abundance. You are not in lack. You are in plenty. Tonight, we got to go. If you're a Christian, or if you, excuse me, if you're not a Christian tonight, in this building or online, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. 2,000 years ago, he died, so you and I could have life and life more abundantly. Secondly, if you're giving your life to him, but you've not been faithful to him, come back to him. See, let me give you a fourth C. Can I give you an extra bonus? Self. You. We are a seed. And for some of you tonight, what you need to give them is you. And to become a Christian, give, the, give your life to the Lord. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, re-give yourself to him. And thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Because I... Now, old school churches used to say backslide, but the truth be told, you, you can backslid, slip and, slip and slide, water park, water world, water holes out front of the house. Listen, it's been a whole lot. You don't even know. And guess what? There's no place too low where his blood. Bishop, I got this struggle. No place. Bishop, I'm so concerned. No place. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Be sure. In the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Respond right now. One, two, three. Hands up if you're in this building. Online, I see you. God bless you. Do that hand wave emoji. If you're online, or type the words, it's me. I got digital ambassadors right now on every platform. I've got digital ambassadors. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I give you me. All of me. I am a seed. And you can have me. Take my life. Make something beautiful out of it. I confess in my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Take out your phone, text this word, decision, or scan the QR code on the 
on the screen. If you know it, lift it up. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.